We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Denounce the cold. I don't like well, it. Well, by all means, then let's. Quit. I don't want it. It should go away. Today was, was one, today was one of those days. I'm like, damn, it's cold. Yeah, it, 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 it is cold like, out minute, there. Yeah. I'm pretty much ready for spring. Anybody else? But well, I've been ready sucks. for spring since fall. I don't. I don't like the winter. I hate everything about it. But I know that, and I'll get climatized here for a second. We need the winter. We need the cold to cool down the earth and Mother Nature and all that needs to go well, through the cycles and all that. The, Lawnmowers in the neighborhood. Well, yes. I mean, you asked me yesterday if I I had any lawnmowers, and I said yes. The last two weeks, we've had guys out there mowing the dormant grass. I I don't understand, you know, what they're doing. I guess they have nothing else to do now. Trying to wake up the dormant grass. Some of the uh, elderlies on the block are away for a little bit. They went on vacation, so it's not the usual suspects. Snowbirds, yeah, yeah, not really snowbirds, but like for the month of February, a lot of them take some time away uh, and and, and do their thing. But I I, I think what what I'm looking at is the guy behind me. Darkness retreat. Yeah, no, sometimes if you're old, you go to the darkness retreat, you don't come out. I was talking to my mother about the darkness retreat yesterday. She says, he's out of his darkness retreat. I said, I'd love to go away for four days at a darkness retreat. She says, come home. I don't let your dad turn on the lights. I said, oh, you're so cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Come on to the house. Lights are off. I mean, they they got this house. They they well, you know, would be you've been there. Different I mean, the, they don't utilize the it. lightness retreat we all live in, yeah. where no one shuts the lights off. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no one does the dishes, and no one turns out the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah I there's know. always a light a light on. There's never a darkness. I, you know, I have these conversations at home with my wife all the time about this stuff. She goes, "Everybody deals with the same thing," and it's refreshing to talk about some of that kind of stuff that you go through as you know, like a father, like you know, doing the dishes, turning off the lights, and all that kind of stuff. But it still doesn't help when you get home they still don't do what you ask them to do right like we could have all the fun and ha ha ha's you know on the radio and talk about that kind of stuff but man when you get home and they still don't pick up their socks and their spoons on the ceiling fan i mean come on now gosh i wish i got throwaway socks oh god i wish i didn't have to replenish the right sock. see that's the thing it only hurts us because i would really i would really throw a lot of stuff away yeah absolutely I didn't have to you know replenish it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is a uh there is now a chair in the at the uh 
we don't really use our dining room, but who does? The, the, Why do uh, we have dining rooms? Does anybody use I, their dining room? I, I said that we were looking at houses. Like, I don't need a dining room. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, I don't. I don't My need wife it. has a dining room table stacked with nonsense. Yeah, like, so it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a catch all. But right. the the table that we normally eat at. Okay. And. So my wife's like, I, I've started to do this. Let's see how long it takes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And so she's just taking our daughter's stuff and just stacking it in the in her chair. Oh, at the it, table. At the table. How, how long is this? It's been about about three days. Now three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's haven't been touched. No. I mean, it's it's you <laughs> right. can't sit. Yeah. You can't so, sit. So in how space. is she sitting and what is she doing? Well, then? found another place to sit. Yeah, right. Yesterday yeah. She's yeah. like stood up at the counter and ate. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's. I mean, like blankets and bags, and it's just it's just just, just a pile there. Yeah. Like, don't you think she'll get it? No, nope. no, nope. they, they don't just have walks a clue. Around, walks around it, doesn't care. No, nope, no clue. It's it's. It, I mean, and my wife's like, yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to put it all. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to move it again. But right. she's like, I feel better about it. I'm like, okay, that's that's all we're trying and, to do. And, here. and that's kind of where I am on that. So so here's a little backstory. I came in this morning and there were like four empty beers or open beers here that whoever was in last night was drinking or whatever they were doing with their beer. And they left all these beers out and open. And I took a picture and I sent the group text at 458 this morning to the entire station. Thank you for cleaning up the studio. Josh walks in and I said, don't touch the beer. I'm not cleaning up anymore because that's what happens, Josh. And, and the kids are like a lot of the folks we work with here. They know you and I as the elders will come in and just take care of it because it's in our way. I was not going to touch the beer. More power to you for throwing the beers out this morning and cleaning up the mess. It wasn't about they, the beers. It was about the spilled beer. The spilled beer that, that they didn't clean up. On yeah. the counter, there was like, it must have been, uh, I don't know, how big is that radius? Yeah, about pretty big. That's big yeah, radius. That's about, you know, about two feet probably. Like three a, feet like maybe. Bigger than a, than a large pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of That was clearly spilled and dried beer. Right. That's like sitting right there on the counter where my elbow will go and get stuck all all day. And right. he's like, don't clean it up. Don't clean it up. I didn't I'm mean like, that. I meant I'm the like, bottles. I just, I have to. Otherwise, that's in my space. There were four open beers. I, I meant leave the beers. You can clean oh, yeah, them because yeah. I, I disinfect I, every by morning. By that point, too, I was but, like, I'll throw the beers out too because. But they know you're going to do that. And that's the thing. Like, I, I, I want to be like your wife. I would have left them there to see how long <laughs> they stayed there because yeah. I guarantee oh, you they'd be, there. They'd be a, yeah. a week yeah. at least. Yeah. At least a week. I mean, clean up after yourself. Why is that so hard? I mean, especially in a place of business. Like, you're, you're a grown adult, allegedly. You have a beer or two beers or four yeah, beers, no, whatever it was. Get rid of it at yeah, the end no of the night. Yeah, there's no chance now, especially being like a Thursday night and now into Friday. Right. 100% that would have been there on Monday. Probably. No doubt. Oh, absolutely. No no question it would have been 100%. there. 100%. Yeah. There's I, no I chance, agree with you. No chance anybody else Josh, would have it would have been there next away. Thursday. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't no, going anywhere. No, because I'd be like, I'm throwing it away. Oh, would have, you, you that would have been my limit. Yeah. But my limit was actually shorter because I was like, it's, it's you're, you're messing my space. Yeah, but now it smells like stale beer. You know, the bar at 2 a.m. when the lights go on and you get that smell. Like Uncle D's used to smell like that's all the time. What, that's, like, that's the smell The other part I don't understand. Why aren't they drinking their beer? Right. You, you, they were all like almost all full. So they just took sips took and sips left them and there left and spilt them. it. Like, like somebody else was going to pick up at four in the morning up? and, you know, they were leaving you... them for you guys. Open beer. I'm more offended you didn't drink your beer. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to finish the product, man. Why are you leaving an open beer? At least when we did beers with the boys, we pounded those. Yeah, suckers. those things were yeah, gone. The know? garbage can looked like a <laughs> looked like a, a an empty bar. Yeah, but they were gone. <laughs> beer me. I left no beer 
standing, you no. know. No, I mean it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's it, but, but you know, back to your daughter. I you, I I need pictures and and I need to know how many days this continues until she cleans up because yeah. we had an incident like that on I guess it was Tuesday morning back to school after a week off because you know the the parade and conferences and President's Day we had a week off. I I come home on Tuesday afternoon and there's like a half eaten bagel sitting on the counter. And so I'm like, okay, this is typical. I sent to my wife. I said, let's just leave this here to see how long it stays. Right. My wife, 20 minutes later, ended up throwing it away. The cream cheese is all dried on top. I'm like, no, let's just leave this here and see how long this stays and see if anybody takes the initiative to clean the up problem after is they The answer is no. The problem they is don't. They, they'll just How step do over we it. teach that? Because obviously, whoever was here last night, I'm going to say Dusty or Alex, they're the same way. And they're in their 20s and 30s, in their 30s right now. And they're still not cleaning up after themselves. So that's why as parents, Josh and B-Dub, we need to put our foot down and stop cleaning up after our kids because they will become adults who leave empty beer cans in the studio when they become workers in this that's world. That's true. That, that's the dangerous part. So, like, you want to live in your mess, it's your mess. It's your mess. Later. Right. But and then it becomes other people's mess. Right. That's and when it starts I, affecting yeah. everybody right. else. It starts affecting everybody else. Yeah. That's yeah. a problem. Absolutely, man. It's just we rude. Got, we got a chair at the house that Savannah loves, and it'll have a blanket. Two or three backpacks, a couple pairs yep. of shoes, yep. Yep. the dance shoes, the ballet shoes. And you can just see when my wife walks up in the stairs, and I'm guilty too. You know, I'll take my hoodie off and I'll just put it right there on the chair because mm, I'm yeah. working and doing what have you. But I'll start a pile and she'll always go, Williams, you're going to take care of that. But, you know, my daughter is taken completely after me. But her chair is crazy. Piled sky oh, high. I think it, we all have but that she kind only of have area. One, does she only have one chair? Be honest. No. Yeah, she's yeah. got like right. various <laughs> chairs around the house. That's when it starts to get annoying. Right. Like, yep. I, yep. Your, if your room's a pit, your room's a pit. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like now, now it's like okay, there's a corner of the couch, right? And then there's your there's chair, a dining room chair, and, and there's then there's a kitchen behind chair. the couch. Yep. And there's and it's like uh, just so every once in a while I'll scoop up and I'll just go open her door and throw it throw in, throw it and in, shut the door, yep. and mm-hmm. be on the way. Yeah. Is your couldn't son find, like that, or is it just your daughter? Find the dog the other day. <laughs> Poor dog. It was like on a Saturday they were sleeping in, and I'm like, where's the dog? And son says, oh, I, I let him into to her room. I'm like, okay. So I open up the door to her room. Right. And the dog is sleeping on the only open space on the floor. Oh, no. Oh, oh my. It's that bad. Oh. It's, it's, it, yeah. There's, oh, just stuff, no. there's just stuff everywhere. And, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're, you're locked in the room. Poor dog. Yeah, dog scratch out his spot <laughs> on the yeah. floor. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. The dog, like, pushed piles out of the way to lay down or right. what, what the deal was. I'm like. Clean your room. This is ridiculous. A dog is going to have a place to lay in, your, in this pit. Right. They don't They don't want to clean it, they but yet the they, door. they want money, and they say, what can we do to make money? I said, clean your room. I'll give you a couple of bucks yeah. or clean up after. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, then you're, you're done. I mean, then you're not getting anything. This is what I want you to do. Clean your room. Pick up the dog poop. You feed the dog. All this kind not of stuff. Hard. Like, I've told my kids, too, their job, like one job, feed the dog at 5 o'clock. That's all you got to do is feed the dog at 5 o'clock. Do you think they ever feed that dog at 5 o'clock? I made them create an alarm on their phones to go off at 5 o'clock every day. They don't turn it on. They don't turn it on. And then you yell, and then they go, why are you yelling? I go, because you're not paying attention. you got your earbuds in. you got 18 screens going, and the dog needs to be fed. Well, dogs can speak. Oh, yeah. My, my daughter asked me that yesterday. She, she's, she's 12 years old, and she said to me, she goes, Dad, if dogs really tried, could they talk? And I said, no, they, they cannot. She goes, really? Like, if, they, if she really tried, could she talk? I said, no, there's no chance. And you wouldn't want to hear it. And you wouldn't want to hear what the dog has to say. Yeah. I tell you what, I wouldn't want my dog talking. No.
You'd be the only one they love. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am the only one, right? Like Brian the dog out here telling everybody the family business. We don't need that. No. So sure. the cold, you don't like it? No. Tired of the cold. I know it's going to be like 50 this weekend or something like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. But got, got the car today. It was 14. Like, this is not. No, it's not. This sucks. I mean, yesterday was so beautiful. The sun was shining and everything. You step outside and take your breath away. Yeah, it did. No. Yeah, it did. Wait I tried to take the dog for a walk yesterday. It was one of those days where you're like. <gasps> That, you know. false, that false sense of security. Yeah. Look at the sun. Look at the sun Man, out there. It looks like it's 65, Beautiful 70. day. Let's go for a walk. The interesting thing about this weather, though, is, is, is we're getting the identical weather and temperatures that Los Angeles is getting right now. Do you know there's snow in Los Angeles, California right now? The Hollywood sign has snow around it. <laughs> they must so, not be happy at oh all. Oh, my God. They can't, they, they're they, beside themselves, yeah. I'm sure, out there. You move to Los Angeles so you don't have to deal with the snow. Right now, up in the mountains is one thing. But, my God, near the, uh, near the, near the people? down there in the mainland no you can't have the you can't have the snow going on down there so it's it's wacky weather everywhere right now and and i told you i said i don't mind it being cold in february but don't tease me and be 70 and then drop to 14 like yeah, that, that's yeah, a the, big the, change the swings i yeah. don't like at all just just keep keep it consistent man not keep to, it consistent not to mention the sign <laughs> right <laughs> as soon as i saw the weather last week i'm like yeah pretty much gonna Going to eat it for like a week. Yeah. That's basically what it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, EB addresses Shady just terrifically. I don't know, like a like a head coach would. Next. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Every weekday starting at 1130 on Cody and Gold. On your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back in on a Friday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Bungler, Brian Williams, Beta producing 913-586-7610, the 
Jay's Southland Tow Service text line always open for you. Yep, everybody on the text line this morning saying it is Bink, CDOT, and Rob who didn't clean up their beers, which doesn't surprise me. CDOT always leaves a mess. Mm-hmm. We tell it to his face. Though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The Sorry. sad part was there's another show after they were over. Dusty yeah. had a show. Well, yeah, Dusty's not cleaning up their mess. He does no. that all day at the, I mean, the restaurant, you know? He sat on the other side and avoided it. Yeah, <laughs> that's just so bad, yeah. you know? Well, There's somebody coming in after you, you Right, know? well, hey, man, you yeah. know. Yeah. You're speaking in logic here. My bad, I apologize. Hmm. Also, it's as cold as it as outside in here. Yeah, you know? oh, you're cold over there? Oh, yeah, man. No it's heat a, over there? It is a meatpacking plant in here. Oh, all right. It's warm over here. So cut a hole in the window, get some heat over yeah, there for I'm you. I'm coming over there. Okay. I can run a, I can run a line over yeah, there. Yeah, just forget. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You'll be fine. Eric Bianami introduced yesterday as the new offensive coordinator in Washington. Assistant head coach and in assistant head coach. True, yes. true. Yes, well, he had two titles. Yeah, two titles. It's a long business card at right. this point. Pretty cool. Pretty cool for him. Um, he was asked about Shady McCoy's comments about how he's pretty much unqualified to do anything in life. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> oh, Shady McCoy or Eric Bieniemy? No, well, that yeah, that yeah. that Eric Bieniemy's you know not qualified to do anything. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> I was paraphrasing what Shady said. <laughs> I didn't know who was who was the qualified. You were qualified. Yeah, yeah yes. no, I was, I was para- paraphrasing. I think plus or minus some things that Lashawn McCoy had said about uh, about Eric Bieniemy. Here's uh, EB's response. Lashawn McCoy is a future Hall of Fame runner. Okay, everybody's entitled to their own position, to their own uh, comments and how they feel. When it's all said and done with, I think that's all I have to say because he's entitled to his own opinion. That's life. Okay, you got good and you have bad. You know, it does not impact me in any way. Because one thing that you learn when you're in this position, you have to learn to eliminate distractions. All right. My job is to focus on the now. Everything outside these walls has no impact on Eric Bieniemy moving forward. Why is he talking like he's whispering almost? Yeah. Well, it was kind of, he was kind of in the hallway at that point. That, uh, wasn't, that wasn't the press conference portion. Because they didn't get enough of the press conference yeah. that they needed to have Correct. more. This was hallway. Know, this all, was hallway, hallway talk. talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a good answer, right? I mean, I, I applaud Eric Bieniemy because if I'm Eric Bieniemy, what I want to do to LaShawn McCoy is go, you fumbled the ball twice, and so we didn't give you the ball anymore because we couldn't trust you anymore. That's why you didn't play. And it's interesting to see all of the folks coming to the defense, if you will, if you want to use that term or the support of Eric Bieniemy throughout all of this. I, I wish a lot of this was there over the years to really promote him as a head football coach because I think if guys like Jamal Charles and Patrick Mahomes, Tom Bali even came out and talked about it last night. And he was a defensive guy. And when you get defensive guys talking about offensive coaches, you kind of feel like they're making a big impact throughout the entire organization because more often than not, you see offensive coaches deal with the offensive players and they don't really have that much interaction with the defensive players. But if defensive players are picking up stuff and learning about the offensive coaches, that means that guy's having a big impact. But I, I wish a lot of these guys would have come out years ago and supported Eric Bieniemy in the way that they're supporting him right now, because I think he needs that. And I think it's going to be important for anybody. I don't anybody. think they knew he needed that. I, I, I think, there was I think pl- you're fair. About, yeah, it felt yeah. like there was plenty of support. I mean, it heard it dating back when he was a running backs coach. Yeah. How much is the running? But Jamal raved about him all the time. Then you know what I mean. Like I don't think they knew that they had to campaign for him. Like right. he apparently needed campaigning. Yeah, but he does. You know what I mean? He does. Like the yeah. the the outpouring now is good. And you say you wish you'd. Ha- they didn't. I don't think anybody knew. Like, oh, we had to do. We had to go to these links to get him a a, a promotion. Yeah. Boy, I guess they didn't know. Absolutely, no question. Tyreek Hill yeah. had the best. I thought had the best tweet he's ever had, and I 
rarely give him credit. But, right. But about that, he said, Shady Mad EB told him to tuck that ball. That's right. And that's what it was. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's ticked. He got right. benched. He's ticked. He got benched. And it's so great because Tyreek Hill's like, let's not even, let's cut to the chase right. here. He fumbled. He got benched. He's pissed. But we that's all why. know he fumbled yeah. the ball. I mean, it was a big talking point during that season. They brought in LaShawn McCoy. We thought he was going to be, you know, a little bit of a difference maker and help this team out. He proved he was a, a difference maker and a guy you couldn't trust. And that was the difference that he made. He became a guy that you could not trust on the field in Kansas City. And so LaShawn McCoy, can, again, as Eric Bieniemy said, everybody's got their opinion. He can say his opinion. He can tell his opinion. But his opinion is completely and totally different, seemingly, from everybody else's that was there with Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. And so when you have 10 people saying A and one person saying B, a lot of the times you say the truth lies in the middle, but the evidence is so overwhelmingly in favor of everybody else supporting Eric Bieniemy. You have to look at LaShawn McCoy and say, if you didn't fumble twice and essentially cost us a game by fumbling the football. And I, I can't remember which one it was that season, but it was directly responsible for losing the game. And you get late in the season and you're running for a championship. You've got to put guys out on the field that you believe that you can trust. And LaShawn McCoy lost the trust of the organization and the coaching staff. And that's why now he's all bent at Eric Bieniemy because Bieniemy probably did say, hey, tuck the ball away and make sure you hang on to it. And LaShawn McCoy at the end of his career, which will end up in the Hall of Fame, looked at Eric Bieniemy and goes, I'm borderline Hall of Fame. Who are you to tell me what to do? And it probably didn't mix. And LaShawn McCoy got mad. And yep. here we sit, yeah. right? And EB should have said, get bent. But he didn't. Yeah, he did. Um, right. That's exactly <laughs> what he should have said. Yeah. I hope. And, and and Shady was also real critical. He didn't know anything about the passing game. I want the commodes to come out throwing, throwing the football, baby. And they yeah. go, oh, wow. Well, they do have Sam Howell as their quarterback. I don't though, care. Josh. But you just, you just go, oh, yeah, here's what he learned from Andy Reid. <laughs> right. <laughs> throw, 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 throw. Right. Just dart it all over the place and never run the football, right? <laughs> and, and he's going to have the opportunity, the first time ever, to be the true play caller for an offense. And so I think that I think that is, in, in this NFL world, as much as you and I disagree with it, for whatever reason, everybody feels like you've got to call plays to get an opportunity to be a head coach in this league, which I think is totally ridiculous. And I think it's one of the biggest crutch questions that talk show hosts and people in the media always want to ask, well, did he call plays? Because how many times have you gotten over the years interviews with about Eric Bieniemy from cities that are interviewing him? And at least the first, maybe the second question is, did he call plays? Does he call plays? My answer is, I don't know, and I don't care whether or not he calls plays. My head coach needs to be able to motivate guys Can and lead. put players in position to succeed. Yep. Eric Bieniemy, I think, has those qualities. Uh, EB discussed uh, focusing on the job at hand and not head coaching opportunities that may or may not present themselves moving forward. I have to be accountable to these men. All right. So all that stuff about being a head coach, we could talk about that next year sometime. Right now, I'm focused on the job at hand. I got to be where my feet are. So right now, my feet are planted right here. One thing in this profession you learn, comfort is the enemy of progress. Okay. So when it's all said and done with, I don't like being comfortable. So I'm about accepting challenges and moving forward. So this presents a challenge to me, all right? Also, it presents a challenge to come and work with such a great head coach and a head man. But on top of that, I'm willing to embrace this journey, okay? And my job is to embrace this journey with the people that are in this building right now, okay? As the offense coordinator, we're going to do whatever the hell it takes to win. That's all that matters. That's right. Yeah, there you go.
And he looks forward to the challenge of <laughs> Sam Howell. <laughs> well, I had an opportunity to evaluate him coming out, and uh, I thought the kid, uh, he's a heck of a player, heck of a competitor. Still going through the evaluation, evaluation process. When it's all said and done with, you know. There it is. Sam has some stuff to him, but like I said, you always want to create competition. Okay. One thing I did, I have to admit this. I watched that last game that he played. Against the Cowboys? Yeah, I saw that flex. It got me fired up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got me fired up. It got up. him fired up a little bit, right? It got me fired up. Got Sam him Howell. fired up a little bit. Sam Howell, hey, what is he supposed to say? We got nobody at quarterback. He's no, got you that gotta, stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Just keep it, keep it simple, right? I think right? Andy like, said something similar about Matt Castle the day that he walked in, you know, in, into Kansas City. He's got some and, stuff about it. We evaluated know. him. Yeah, we value yeah. him. We know him. We've seen him. Yeah. That doesn't didn't, it wasn't anything great, but he, he didn't he didn't need to come out and go, no, we got a wide open quarterback position, you know, here uh, in Washington, D.C., which they do. I think Washington needs a quarterback as much as anybody needs a quarterback out there. I, I, Sam Howell, to me, is much like the Detroit Lions. They're showing a Lions-Bills game on NFL Network this morning, and I looked at the, you and I said, look, everybody's going to be all in on the Lions this year, right? Everybody thinks the Lions are going to win that division and run away with that thing and get into the playoffs. I tend to think when people all believe that, I kind of go the other way, and I don't know that the Lions are going to be a playoff team. It's like that with Sam Howell. I mean, it, you can even go back with the same organization a couple of years ago when they had Tyler Henneke out there, and he you know, was in that playoff game, and the uh, the Bucks ended up winning in that year that you wrote the Bucks off in November, and they won the Super Bowl. Remember that? Um, and mm, and every mm. everybody was on Taylor Henneke. Oh, this guy's going to be so good. This guy's going to be great. And you knew what Taylor Henneke was going to be, a flop. And that's exactly what he was, and he's not never to be heard from again. And I kind of think that's where Sam Howell is right now. He had a nice little run there, grabbed lightning in a bottle, but I think he has already peaked and reached his ceiling. I think if Eric Bieniemy truly wants to have success there in D.C., you go out and you find yourself a legit quarterback. Now, that's easier said than done, and with ownership changes taking place, who knows how much investment's going to be in this team moving forward until that ownership change takes well, place. Bezos is there. I'd go ask him right now. You want a quarterback? Yeah, right. For this franchise, you're going to buy it or not? Well, yeah. let's go get one. Let's go get one. Let's go get one because they do need one, right? They do need one. Why is baseball wasting our time? We get to that next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, running 13 years strong. Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. Y'all just ain't no now. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. This is how you remind me. Advocating for a major change in how a business has been uh, operating. 
that is very reluctant to change anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. What do they say the definition of insanity is? Doing the same stuff over and over again and hoping for different results, right? And if you're a business and you've been around 120 years and you've barely changed and you're in a situation right now where your business is not that popular anymore, what do you do? Well, you introduce cheese-coated tater tots, right? I mean, like, that, that that's something that you do. And so you try to put reinvent it in yourself. Put it yeah. in a chalupa. Right. That's right. Make, make Like, take, you know, uh, a Dorito and form it into a taco shell and fill it with meat. Or, you know, give me a big block of, you know, um, mozzarella cheese on top of a chicken sandwich and call it delicious. See, there, there are all kinds of ways that businesses, you know, kind of reinvent themselves. I don't some. know. Some. <laughs> yeah, 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 some. In this case, in this case some. not really. This, yeah. this business... I mean, this business reinventing itself is going with the universal designated hitter like that, that bigger bases, or bigger bases or the pitch clock or whatever you want. Like if baseball truly wants to reinvent itself, I know you can't make all these changes overnight, but you have to start thinking, you know, bigger and better than just, you know, making bases a bigger size. And the other day on the show, I proposed just eliminating eliminating the minor league system. Businesses are always looking at ways to cut the fat, cut money, and, and you know, do more with less, right? There's no bigger waste of money and bigger expense in all of professional sports than minor league baseball. And when you look at the return on investment that you get – it really becomes an even bigger wasted expense for Major League Baseball. 10%, 10% of the guys in minor league baseball ultimately make it to the big league level. That was the number after last season. So I think it's a pretty up-to-date number. 90% of guys that play minor league baseball never get to the big leagues. And so I look at that and I go, why are we spending money on this when 90% of the people that are in this system Never make it to the big leagues. To me, it seems like a colossal waste of money. Or uh, yeah, or providing uh, the ninety percent are are helping get the other ten to the to here or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're spending I see all what this, you're saying. You're yeah. spending all this money to to train to get that one guy through. Yeah, but is that worth it? That, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it is. I think there's other ways to do it. Why don't right? we just find out if they can play early? Right. Be done with it. And, and that's kind of what I proposed. I, I proposed doing away with the minor leagues, putting the emphasis back on the colleges, just like football is. You can't get drafted into Major League Baseball until you're 21 or three years removed from high school, just like the NFL has going on. You expand the rosters to 30, have a 10-man practice squad, call it a day. And if you don't make it, well, you don't make it. The world needs insurance salesmen too, you know? And and we've, we've allowed you know these minor leagues to continue on and on and on and we've really allowed major league baseball teams to hoard talent down in the minor league so they don't have to pay them and, and, and then us, bring them up and right? tell us they're never tell ready. us they're never ready but by some magical date in may all of a sudden these guys are ready like it's <laughs> it's, it, it's just it's just a whole it's a total scam and so i or would just, ready or not here they are in year three right right yeah you know because you got to get got to get use out of them before they're uh, expensive to you right. or what have you. Yeah. yeah. It feels like that it's an artificial calendar to me. It, it largely. is. And so I, I was thinking about it from like a Royals perspective. I'm like, have the Royals benefited though from having minor league baseball? And I don't think they have. I, I think what the minor leagues allows teams to do that aren't winning at the big league level is tell us 
hope is on the way. And 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 really it's not because only 10% of the guys down there ever make it to the big league level. And you can't build your roster, which is 10% of the people making it up to the big league level. So the whole hope is on the way thing is, is, is a great crutch for teams that never, ever win. The Pirates, the Reds, you know, teams of that nature. Oh, we got young guys in the minor leagues. Just believe us. They're down there. No, they'll still be down there. They'll yeah. still be down there. And every year it's the same thing. And so I, I started to look back at like some of the Royals stuff and, and really the last Last time that the Royals did anything legit in the first round of the draft, Josh, was 2008 in Eric Hosmer. He was the last legit first round draft pick that the Royals have had. That's 15 years ago. Now, some will argue Christian Cologne in 2010, but they took him over Chris Sale. Now, Christian Cologne had a big impact on the postseason. And I'm not about to do the butterfly effect and take him out of there. He was here. He helped us win a world championship. I'm fine with that. But look at what they've done after Eric Hosmer. Mike Montgomery in the first round that same year that Eric Hosmer was picked. He was a comp pick. Aaron Crow stinks. Christian Cologne. At the end of the day, was Christian Cologne a good baseball player? Not really, but he helped you win a championship, so I'm good with that. Then you've got Bubba Starling. These are your first-round draft picks. These are all first-round draft picks I'm about to go through. Hold on to your hat. Bubba Starling, Kyle Zimmer, Hunter Dozier, Sean Manaya, Brandon Finnegan. Those two you were able to parlay and get something back in return. Foster Griffin, Chase Valiot, Ash Russell, Nolan Hodson. No first-round pick in 2016. That guy was good. Nick Pratt, well, he's about as good as the guys I've just mentioned. No first-round pick as as good as Foster Griffin. Nick Prado, if he listens to me, he'll be fine. Brady Singer, okay. Jackson Kowar, I don't know anything about him. Daniel Lynch, don't know anything about him. Bobby Witt Jr., I think we're going to be okay there. Asa Lacey is a bit of bust. And Frank Mozicato. Those are your first-round picks since Eric Hosmer was taken. The Royals had a nice little run. Gordon, Hochaver, Moose, and Hosmer in the first round from 05 to 08. After that, the Royals didn't do much in the first round at all when it comes to stockpiling talent. They did better sending them. Yeah, sending them away. And and sometimes that's what you have to do. There's no question about it. The St. Louis Cardinals and New York Yankees have always done a great job of trading their minor leaguers to get big leaguers back in return. It worked in the moment there for the Royals when they were on top. It hasn't really worked since. And, and, And so the prospects have just been awful. I went back 10 years ago because on Wednesday, I guess it was, Baseball America released their top 30 prospects for every team. I always like looking at those, right? And so I look back at 10 years, the top prospects from 10 years ago in this Royals organization. Number one, Kyle Zimmer. Number two, Bubba Starling. Number three, Yordano Ventura, which is, you know, we never got to see the full, uh, you know, full body of work with Yordano Ventura, but he wasn't a drafted guy. He's a, he's a signed guy. Mm-hmm. The fourth prospect 10 years ago for the Royals. I'm going to say this name, Kyle Smith. Who in the hell is that? Never heard of him. Don't know. Mondi, number five. Some guy named Sam Selman, number six. John Lamb, number seven, Orlando Calixte, number eight, Chesler Cuthbert, nine. Oh, I like Chesler. And Jorge Bonifacio, 10. The list continues. Jason Adam, Cam Gallagher, Brian Brickhouse. I wish he would have just made it for the name. Elier Hernandez, Robinson Yambati, and Miguel Almonte, Donnie Joseph, Alexis Rivera, Colin Rogers, and Christian Colon comes in at number 20. Ten years ago, those were your top prospects in the Royals organization. Who in the hell are those people? 
not, not going to work here right. anymore. And so I look at this year's top 10 prospects for the Royals that came out again on Baseball America uh, this uh, this past week. And it's it's some of the names that you know, the Bobby Witts of, of the world are up there and doing their thing and, and whatnot. But I, I look back and I go, how much can we truly trust? The, or not Bobby, uh, Gavin Cross is number one, Caden Wallace, number two, Drew Waters, Oblique, number three. And then you've got a bunch of people whose faces don't show up because they don't know what they look like. Um, and, and, and so I, I look at this. And I look at these lists and I'm thinking to myself, self, self, why are we, why are we doing this with the minor leagues? Why are we wasting time and money with the minor leagues? Just go to my plan, expand the rosters to 30, 10 player practice squad. Nobody can get into major league baseball until they're 21. And let's make it a real sport like everything else where once you're done with college, you go to the pros. I mean, hockey, you get a cup of coffee in the minor leagues. Maybe you hit the G League for five minutes in the NBA, but usually you go to the G League to never be heard from again. If if you're going to play in professional sports and we can talk about guys coming out of college right now and saving NFL franchises there's no reason we can't do the same with Major League Baseball. And just based on the evidence that I gave you with the Royals alone, if you're David Glass and you own that team and you had seven minor league teams, Josh, seven minor league teams at one point, and you're looking at that and you're going, what the hell was I paying money I, for that for? I think I'd rather go buy other people. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Instead of like spending and wasting money on the minor leagues. Allocate my resources yeah. and go buy other people's people. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you realize... Do you realize that Bubba Starling got a seven and a half million dollar signing bonus? Yeah, yeah. That's seven that. and a half million dollars totally wasted. You could have used that on on a real player at the big league level instead of spending that money on Bubba Starling. And then however much you've spent to educate him along the way. Yeah, you know, whatever. Right. Whatever the cost of whatever development cost of a player of, is, yeah, right? Yeah. You you're probably talking about nine million dollars probably total when it's all said and done. That's a waste of money. That, that's that's throwing money down the toilet. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to Josh. Give it to the poor. Give it to the tired. Give it to whoever. Don't waste it on minor league baseball players. Free agent. Yeah, free agent, right. You know what you get for $9 million? Free turn it, turn it back into payroll. Yeah. I don't know. I don't use, know. It, use it on your major league payroll instead of wasting it on the minor leagues. I just think baseball's got this whole thing out of whack. We're spending money on guys who have never done anything before, and you never hear from them again. Just make it a 21-year-old rule, and let's start at the yeah. big league I've, level and just eliminate all these minor league teams. I've They're a waste of money. always wondered, yeah, why, why you can't expect them to perform at the highest level earlier. Right. It's like this, it, this, Oh my God. You ask somebody to do something at 21 years old in major league baseball. It's like, they're asking him to cure every, cancer. Every other sport we're asking them to do it. Right. Yeah. I, I, my whole thing is, and again, I'm very black and white and it's hard for me to sometimes see the middle. If I'm relying on a quarterback, that's going to be drafted in April to save my franchise in September, September at yeah. 21 or 22 years old, six years though, for why, baseball. why can't somebody come up from, you know, from college baseball and play major league baseball right at the right time. I don't want to hear us to spin rates and all this nonsense, baseball, see ball, hit mm. ball. We've made this game so complicated and so hard. Eliminate the minor league, stop spending foolish money and put that money into payroll at the big league level. Brad Keller joined us yesterday on the show. A guy that uh, I think will benefit from having the, uh, the reset and the, uh, the change of staff. Of course, he was kind of demoted to the bullpen late in the year last year, and now an opportunity to get back into the rotation. He told us about the new pitching staff. The new pitching guys that we've hired, the pitching team, um, I should say, it's just the, it's fun to hear how they think. The fun 
fun to hear how, you know, they, they view pitching and how, you know, how they see analytics and how they see, you know, pitch movement and, and all the data and how, what they kind of interpret it as. Um, it's just a breath of fresh air in that sense. Like, it, you know, it's some things I've never heard before, some things I've never even, um, you know, seen. Uh, so I think, you know, just that aspect alone is awesome because it's like, you know, just like you said, a reset. It'd be like, okay, like this is this is a whole new way of thinking about pitching and it's, you know, it's, it's exciting. You know, you kind of flush what's happened over the last couple of years and just kind of, you know, look forward to, you know, the future and look forward to what you're doing right now and, and li- really li- listening and learning from these guys and, um, you know, understanding what they have to say and kind of applying it to your arsenal and stuff like that. So uh, I definitely, like I said, it, it's been amazing. These guys have been awesome, um, super relaxed, super laid back, just once they we're all pulling for the same goal we all want to win here and they really want the best interest in us and they really want us to um you know be our best selves and um continue to improve and and reach our ceiling which is awesome he sounded refreshed he really did Did yeah he did he did he did he really did he sounded like he was ready to go he likes the new approach how about some of the stuff that he said here we're doing things that we never even heard about before how far behind was this organization I mean, each day you see, you know, and wonder if the change from Dayton Moore to J.J. Piccolo was going to be the right move after 16 years. Wow, you're firing a general manager who won a world championship. Sounds like Dayton Moore and his crew weren't evolving, and J.J. is evolving and doing different things. And I'm going to continue to make it a point on this show that J.J. is not Dayton because everybody just looks at J.J. and assumes, well, he's just going to be the same as Dayton Moore. That is not the case at all, and I think Brad Keller just gave you a great example. We're doing stuff now since J.J. has taken over and hired you know, Q to be the manager, and they hired this arsenal of pitching coaches and, and folks like that. They're doing things that are different than they've done in the past, and it sounds like it's refreshing and something that these pitchers needed and craved and wanted, and now they have the opportunity to get. Brad Keller wouldn't be talking like that had John Sherman stayed pat and just continued to move on with Dayton and Mike Matheny here in Kansas City. We have a lot of talent in this clubhouse. We have a lot of talent in this organization. I think, um, you know, with how the direction we're headed right now with, you know, our changes we've made and kind of just seeing how everything's been playing out so far in spring training. It seems like um, a very analytical approach, which is, you know, where the game's headed. And, and um, I think it's, I think it's been great. I think uh, everyone's kind of learned something of some sort um, through everyone we've hired. And it's been amazing. And I just think we all, if we all, you know, let our talents go out there and play and we play as for each other and play as a team, um, and handle our business. I think we can, you know, very easily be at the top of the league at, you know, any given time. We, you know, we, like I said, we have a bunch of talent. We just got to kind of go out there and play freely, be ourselves, and, and go win ball games. If you want to hear the entire interview with Brad Keller, he discussed uh, going on the uh, the wedding circuit, right? Um, and including Brady Singer's uh, wedding and reception. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to check that out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it for free. Royals and Rangers open up Cactus League play this afternoon, 205. You gotta love here that, on 610 baby. Sports Radio. All right, we were talking about, you know, youngsters being asked to contribute. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the Chiefs certainly had a bunch of them. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio.
I actually just took a little tip from the text line today from the 913. These Royals interviews have me wanting to bet them to win the Central and Brady Singer the Cy Young. So I got out the FanDuel app, looked at it, seven plus 7,000 or whatever it was for Brady Singer to win the Cy Young Award. I bet five bucks on it. Yeah, I like those. I'll win 350 I, bucks if he wins the Cy like Young Award. Kind of I'm good those on that. Fine. Those are Down fine. with that. Look, Brady Singer's going to be your opening day starter, just so you know. And he had a nice little three quarters of a season last year. Once he came back up from uh, from the from the minors um, and, and pitched uh, here at the big league level, he really took off. I, now, I think if he can harness under, that and build on that, hey, that's these, great. Under your plan, though, there would be no place for him to go. That, so. No, he'd go on the practice squad. He'd work on the backfields of you know Kaufman Stadium not competition that's uh yeah, well that's the uh what were we doing the uh alternate camp the, the alternate during, camp during the COVID year yeah. I don't know what's wrong with know. that hey oh. where, do, where do Chiefs players go to get better right they go down to the practice squad and they work with the Chiefs every single day right they're the practice squad that's practicing against the big boys or, every single day or novel concept just work your way through it Oh, at you, the you, highest you, level. You could do that, too. Yeah, that, you know I mean, that, I, mean I, that, I feel like the minors true. can yeah. be a fallback, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, we'll just send them we'll back. Send them down. Send them back there and do all this other stuff. How about you work, how about you work through it? Because if someone's in a shooting slump. In the NBA, where, you're not going to the G League right away, get right? Get more shots up, man. I mean, <laughs> you know. It is true. Shoot your way through it. You hear like, it all I, the time. I feel yeah. like, yeah. Or, or uh, boy, uh, you know, Sky Moore. Right. Probably should send him down. Right. No, or, or he can... Or he can work his way through it and come up with a big play for you in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, some sometimes I'm like, baseball has got so many. Just this is how we've always done it. That just makes me scratch my head and go, why have you done it? This well, way? that's interesting. You bring up Sky Moore, right? Because you're probably right about that. I mean, he would have been a candidate to be quote unquote sent down yeah, and figure send him, things out. You'd have right? sent him to Topeka to play with the minor league team, right? And maybe we'd call you back later in the year. Maybe we wouldn't. Maybe you wouldn't. Or maybe you're sent to the XFL or something like that to never be heard from again. But you can't do that in the NFL because they don't have that in, in place, which is a good thing because I think it gives guys more of an opportunity to kind of stick around. I mean, obviously, Sky Moore is a second-round draft pick. You're not going to cut him because he, he fumbled a punt or something like that. But he was able to work through it under, you know, Andy Reid, who's a Hall of Fame coach, and, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, who is one of the greatest quarterbacks now in the history of the National Football League, and Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy and all those guys, isn't it better to stick around the big league club and learn from the guys at the big league level and the professional level than to go toil in the minor leagues? I, I would always think so. And so you may not be playing in the games when you're on that practice squad, but you're out there every day getting your work in against major leaguers and doing what the major leaguers are doing. Therefore, that should make you better in turn because the competition that you're facing in practice every single day is better than what you're facing in the minor leagues. Someone asked, how about was one minor league team instead of seven? I'd be fine with yeah, that. I, I could live with like that, you, too. I'm you compromisable. Got, you got like a triple A. Yeah, fine. And they all play each other. Right. And then that's it. Right. I mean, 18 levels, and they got to go play short season rookie ball somewhere. Like, right. And I'll see you in four years or not. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're starting the fall league. Then we're going to go to the spring league. Then we're going to go to the wood bat um, league. Then we're going to go to a summer league. I, I appreciate the person's optimism, too. They said they wanted to win, bet them to win the central. Only if you're looking for like, hey, can I plunk five down, five bucks down on a long shot? Right. Otherwise, no. I heard, <laughs> like, if you legitimately believe it, right? I would say you pump the brakes, pump the brakes a little bit. But yeah. if you want a long shot bet, go for it. Like, yeah. I like those ones. Sure. Like, here's five bucks on whatever. 
If it turns into two fifty, great. If not, it was five bucks. Five dollars. So you know? what? No big deal, yeah. right? And, and 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 it's not like it's a five dollar bill would, that you spend right away. You get all season to enjoy that which, five dollars. The experts would call a sucker bet. Right. I like those. I, I think like those, those are too. Fun. Sometimes those are they more pay fun. out. You those know. Are more fun. Sometimes you got to take a chance. I. You know what are you going to do? Bet the Yankees five dollars to win every single night and win four eighty two every single night. Like that's not fun. So you <laughs> bet five dollars for Brady Singer to win the Cy Young, yeah. or do you watch him all season long? Yeah. If you lose, you lose. So what? Yeah. It's five dollars. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. I don't mind the one minor league team. You know, that, that that's fine. I, I just still think, though, having these guys around the big league club and facing big league competition every day is the only way to get better, right? Because that's the only part of the plan of yours that I don't that I don't like. Like, if uh, someone is relegated to the bullpen, they don't get enough work. Right. Like, there real is that pitching. Too. Like, yeah. I, want, I want that guy to be a starter. I don't want him to be a bullpen guy. And you've, you know, where can I go to be a starter? Mm-hmm. Well, you can go somewhere else. Right. <laughs> okay, give them somewhere else to go. I kind of like the alternative of that, but the full scale, and they have scaled back since COVID, especially teams have scaled back their minor leagues. Well, the MLB has made them. You, know, you only can have four teams right? now. Yeah. And so it, it has shrunk a little bit, but I would say, yeah, you could go ahead and shrink it a little bit further, make them play college baseball, and let's make college baseball better too. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. Why why can't we learn at the collegiate level like we do? Like, like let's take Patrick Mahomes, for example, right? His first year in the NFL, what did he do? He stood on the sidelines, held the clipboard, and watched, right? How did he get better? How did he perfect his game? I don't know. Every day in practice, behind closed doors, when nobody was watching. Apparently he was crushing people. Right, yeah, and, and he, he was doing good things in practice and had the opportunity then to take over because of what he did in practice, because he was going out in practice every day in front of Andy Reed and Eric Bieniemy and all the offensive coaches and Travis Kelsey and everybody on that team. They all saw Patrick Mahomes at practice. They all saw him getting better. He was able to work on his game at the highest possible level. Nobody said, God, imagine Patrick Mahomes having one year of minor league football, how that would have panned out. No, you're not saying that at all. You either a start right away when you get here or work behind the veteran like that at the highest level to get to where you need to go. The uh, Chiefs handed out their postseason awards. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that the rookie of the year was kind of contested. Because everybody did something. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, how about that? Yeah, it's true. Like, it wasn't... I'm no argument with Isaiah Pacheco. I can't, I wouldn't make the case for anybody else other than Isaiah Pacheco, but right. there were others in the conversation. I mean, which you I, love, I'm just looking at the, at the draft, right? Trent McDuffie, George Karloff, the sky Moore, Brian cook, Leo Chanel, Joshua Williams, Kennard, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco, and Naze Johnson all were drafted last year by the Kansas city chiefs. If this was major league baseball, we would have never have seen any of those guys. And how many of those guys directly contributed to the chiefs winning a championship? Trent McDuffie. Yes. George Karloftis, top five in the NFL and rookie sacks. Yes. Sky Moore, clearly Brian cook. Oh God. Yes. Leo Chanel made some big plays and climbed a bus. Joshua Williams. He was big for this, uh, this organization. Jalen Watson. You think he made a big difference this year for the team? Heck yeah. Check. Watson. Yes. I- Isaiah Pacheco. Check all of those guys that if this were baseball, we would never see them, you know, because they would be down in the minor leagues wasting their time. They not all had a big role in contributing to winning a championship. They could all be in the conversation for the rookie of the year. I remember when you would give out the, the rookie of the year award for the chiefs, Josh, and there was only one name. There was only one person that you could really make the case for the last couple of years. You look at the guys that are in their first year and their rookies in this league. You can make a case for a lot of these guys. And that's the exciting thing about the chiefs right now is we're sitting here talking about, 
Isaiah Pacheco winning the team's Rookie of the Year award, and there were like eight other dudes that you could have put on the Rookie of the Year. Nobody would have said anything about you it. A nice like, little full-scale highlight video for all of yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's great. It's outstanding. So, yep. Good job by Isaiah, and good job by everybody. And I, yeah, this draft class is awesome. Nazi Johnson's another one to keep an eye on. They drafted him as a DB. He's played some safety mm-hmm. when probably Juan Thornhill moves on. Ryan Cook elevates. Nazi Johnson, you know, like there's your third safety. Like, yeah. Done. Done right there. I could go done. Yeah. And, it, and be done. And that's like a guy you didn't count on a lot last year that played on some special teams. Like, okay, can he evolve now into the third safety? And you don't have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. you graduate you graduate somebody and you elevate somebody else. Okay, cool. Right. All right. I got a, I got a spot for that guy too. So just keep an eye on that name. That was the seventh round pick that, he, that didn't do a lot this past year. But, hey, now he's... I think you, you move him in as your third safety, and you don't have to worry about that position. He was the 259th overall pick. You don't normally expect anything out of that no, guy, right? And no. and the 251st overall pick, I mean, you don't expect a lot out of him. He's in the conversation for rookie of the year overall. I mean, obviously, Sauce Gardner is as good as he could be. But, I, you know, Isaiah Pacheco is, is turning the heads of everybody in the NFL. Like, Isaiah Pacheco, the 251st pick in the draft, has legitimately become a household name across the country. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. Just think about that. Like Isaiah Pacheco is a household name a year ago at this time. If I were to tell you the the Chiefs were going to draft a guy out of Rutgers at running back named Isaiah Pacheco, you would have said practice squad at best. Who cares? Whatever. Kind of saying that. During camp, right? I, I fell in love with him right away. Everybody, I told you when we were there. I'm like, look at this guy. Well, I know, but we were being told that. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like, okay, I, let me see it. Let me see it. You guys fall. They they fall in love with people like we do at training camp. Sure. Like, let me see it. Let me see it. But he had some nice legs. And then you saw him. You're like, oh, my gosh. I just remember, fir- firmly remember that day we were there. It was like. Were they were uh, lined up by height. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All the running backs <laughs> were lined next to each other and just kept getting bigger. I'm like, oh, that dude. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Look at Pacheco. He's going to be really yeah. good. Let's but have he- him go run over some people. And he did. And, and he did. And he did. I wish he wouldn't run as hard at times. You know, I think he needs to take a little bit of the uh, Alex Smith slash uh, pay, uh, Patrick Mahomes approach and, and not run as hard, run a little bit smarter. You don't have to demoralize the competition every single time because that just puts wear and tear on you. But uh, he, he's been he's been brilliant. And it's amazing to sit here and talk about the rookie of the year and be able to make a case for so many guys. And that's why this machine is going to continue to move forward. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are clearly the reason why, and Brett Veach is the reason why. But when you continue to bring in talent like this in drafts that you can count on and insert right away into the starting lineup, and they all make big plays and impacts for you, if you keep doing that, this window is never going to close, and it's never going to end. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.